So, stating the obvious, I'm not a DEET, apologies for that. Uh, but I just want to ask, can you just give me a minute? In fact, that's the, that's the title of this message, can you just give me a minute? Uh, I don't know about you, I don't know how this week has been for you, I don't know how this season has been for you, this long struggle and how we, how we go from one day to another. Uh, so many demands on us and uh, we can feel stretched in so many ways. I can think of parents of young children who probably say, oh, I just need a minute. Can you just give me a minute? So when we come to this text that we had read earlier this morning, we're looking at Jesus who makes the decision to take some time away uh, to seek after his father. He's, he's just been through this really exciting day of ministry. The kingdom of God uh, is among us. Uh, Jesus has started preaching. People have been in awe of the wisdom of his words. People have been healed. Demons have been cast out. And Eugene Peterson's translation says that the whole city was lined up outside his door. So everything is go, go, go. And there are so many demands on Jesus. And yet he starts his day very early in the morning while it was still dark. Jesus gets up, he leaves the house, he goes to a solitary place to pray. What is it about that? What is it that we can learn from that, particularly at this time, particularly in this moment? What do we learn from Jesus? How can we just take a minute Jesus knows the importance of this. It's where he draws his strength. He knows that it's in the presence of the Father. He knows that he looks to the Father apart from whom he can do nothing. Jesus knows that it's the place of direction, of purpose and power for him is rooted and sourced in the time that he takes and he spends in the presence of his Father. How are we different to that, I wonder? I think uh, I often look at my days and weeks and things, there just seems so much urgency and activity. And I'm beginning to see that there's a difference between activity and productivity. We can be very busy, but not always so fruitful. So what's going on there? Uh, I watched a, uh, or I listened to a, a podcast actually recently. And in this podcast, the, the person speaking talked about the importance of taking 15 minutes of white space between activities. So whatever it is we're doing, before we move on to that next thing, can we just take 15 minutes, can we take a minute to pause and to reflect, to review, to rest, to be renewed, before we just rush on to the next? I, I know personally that the other day as I was I had a day with, uh, of meetings and Literally, as I went from one meeting to the next, as I was driving across town, even as I was making my way across town, I was dictating text messages to be sent uh, to somebody to arrange whatever else was going on. And, uh, you know, I really didn't. It was just one thing after another with no break, with no let up. And I, and I don't think I'm unique. I think many of us uh, can relate to that. It's just this busyness. If there were just more hours in the day, uh, can you just give me a minute? Uh, what difference would that make? Well, the difference it makes for Jesus is that in that place of rest, in that pause, in taking time out, in leaving the house early that morning while it's still dark, it's where he's, he's, he's the difference between uh, demand. There's, there's this sort of like demand and discernment piece. 
Um, this, Jesus is, has gone away to pray, and then the disciples are looking for him. Simon comes up and says, hey, everyone's looking for you. Jesus is like, can you just give me a minute? But everyone's looking for you. The people are outside. We've got this ministry. All these exciting things are happening. And Jesus says, well, let's go somewhere else to nearby villages because I, I want to preach there as well. And that's why I've come. You see, it's in that taking the time out. It's in that place of white space, which, of course, he fills with communion with the Father. But it's in that place that Jesus is able to discern his purpose. He's able to be renewed in his uh, strength, uh, understand the direction, the next steps. He gets perspective on the moment and is not just carried away and reacting to the circumstances uh, around him. It's Jesus' model, isn't it? We see it not just in this text, but we see it in other places as well. Remember uh, in John 11, um, when uh, Lazarus is sick and Mary and Martha send a message to Jesus to say, hey, uh, the one you love is, is sick, can you come? And we read that Jesus took another two days before he went. It's like, can you just give me a minute? And he didn't rush, but two days later he went, and by the time he got there, uh, discovered that Lazarus had already been dead for four days. Can you just give me a minute? And in that time and in that waiting, Jesus says, Lord, this is for your glory. This is so that the Son of Man will be glorified. Jesus took time in Gethsemane. We read in Matthew, just before Jesus was arrested, put on trial, tortured, and taken to the cross, he said to the disciples, can you just give me a minute? Can you keep watch while I pray? And in that place of time out of that pause that Jesus took, he sought his father and said, Lord, if this cup, if there isn't any other way, please would you take this cup from me? But not my will, but yours be done. Three times Jesus prayed, Lord, if there's another way that this cup can be removed from me, but let your will be done, not mine, not my way, but yours. Jesus' soul was overwhelmed with sorrow, we read. But by taking a minute, Jesus is renewed, has peace, and is given the strength to continue and to pursue and walk in the direction of the cross. So what about us today? What would it mean for us to just take a minute? What could we do with that white space moment? I think for many of us, we're at a time of great transition, of flux. I mean, the whole world. Are we coming out of COVID? Are we back into it? Are the numbers going up? Are they going down? How are the vaccinations? What's working? There's, there's so much uncertainty. For many of us, we're starting new schools. Uh, that's exciting. It's probably also a little bit scary. Going to college, starting new jobs. This year looks different. It feels different. There are new challenges. There are new sadnesses. There are new um, reasons to pray. Relationships, health, careers. What if we just took a minute? I think our tendency, mine, is to, to rush. Uh, and I think there's something about 
just pressing on and getting on with it that makes us feel better, makes us feel like we've actually taken control, that we're doing something, we're making a difference, we are, uh, we're not just letting time by, but we're being productive. And, and, but how fruitful are those times and what difference would it make if we just took a minute? Do we have even time? The psalmist says in Psalm 84, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. So what would it mean then? Would it not be better to spend at least a minute or two in the presence of the Lord to pause, to reflect, to invite him in before rushing on to the next thing, before trying to work things out in our own strength, before falling to a place of despair? Can you just give me a minute? What if we did press pause this week? How might we meet with the Lord in that place? What if we did take a minute? What if you took up a challenge, we as a church took up a challenge this week to just take a minute between the busyness of our activities, before we move on to the next thing, what would it mean to pause and to rest and to reflect and maybe redirect, but to be renewed in our purpose and in our strength. What would it mean to start the day in that way, to just take a minute before we reach for our phones, before we check our emails, before we even have breakfast, before we even put our feet on the ground and get out of bed? Could we just take a minute? Could we just take a minute at the end of the day? to review, to consider what God has done, to thank him, to be reminded of his goodness, to consider where he's led us, where he's met with us, where we felt his joy, where we felt his despair, and to bring it all to him. Could we just take a minute? Could we, like the psalmist, be still? and know that he is God? Could we join with the prophet Micah who says, as for me, I watch in hope for the Lord. I wait for God, my savior. My God will hear me. If you remember in the Exodus story, as the Egyptians are pouring down on Israel, as they're pouring out and to cross the Red Sea, the word of the Lord said, the Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. What would happen if we could just take a minute? In that time, God changes us. When we pause, when we, to take a minute, to, 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 to be still, of the psalmist, be still and know that I am God. What does that mean? It means we lay down our weapons. We lay down our efforts. We surrender our lives, the situation, the circumstance, whatever it is we're facing, whatever it is we cannot understand, whatever it is we cannot control, we acknowledge, Lord, you are God. You are good. I will be still and know that you are God. And I, I'm not. God changes us in that place we find his peace. He guides us. 
He directs our steps. He delivers us. He cares for us. He provides for us if we will just take a minute. And in that place and in the waiting, God reveals his glory in ways that are beyond our understanding or our imagination. Now, I'm talking about a minute. For Jesus, this was costly, right? He, he got up early. He left the house while it was still dark. Um, and, he, and he went, he had to find somewhere to be away, to be alone, to get away from the crowd in order to pray. And I, and I think there's something that we also have to take some decisive action, some stand, make some move. Lord, I seek you. Until actually it becomes natural. We see the results. We feel the difference that it makes. But to begin with, we just need to take a minute. So what if we did just start there and just take a minute? That's my challenge for you. That's actually the invitation to all of us this week would be to do this week differently and not become victims of the busyness and the rush and the demands and the challenges, but in each moment that we would have the composure, a posture to be reminded that we can be still and know that he is God and he is on his throne. I've been talking about like, could you just give me a minute? It's my voice. It's my prayer. It's my cry in too many occasions through any given day. Oh, can you just give me a minute? But what if... What if that voice was not your own voice speaking to you? But what if that voice was actually the voice of God speaking to you in that day, in this morning, in this situation, in whatever place you find yourself this morning? Do you hear the Lord saying to you, can you just give me a minute? There's a picture that makes me smile of um, the Liverpool football team, uh, soccer team, uh, subs bench. And uh, I know in hockey, you use subs on and off. I think I've seen that happen. The guys slide in and out. In, in football, soccer, it's different, right? So you, you only invite them in at different times of the game. Once they're off, they're off. And once they're on, they're on. And, and uh, there's this particular picture. And on this scene you got some of the top players in the world, world-class. It's quite a budget sitting redundant on the subs bench. And, uh, and a great coach brings them on at the right time. And, and there have been so many occasions where I've enjoyed watching the Premiership and particularly enjoyed watching Liverpool where that substitution has come on and that guy has come on and made the pass that's scored the goal or has scored the goal or saved the goal. And uh, it's, it, there's this sort of wonderful moment of like coming on, like all these incredible, but I mean, as you look at this, what made me laugh about this picture was what are they doing on the bench? I mean, these guys are world-class. And I, and I also feel for the opposition, right? As the team they're playing against, they've been putting up a good fight and they're like, oh, we just got another 10 minutes to go. And they see the subs being made. It's like, oh no, look who's coming on. We've got the best players are still on the bench and now they're coming into the field. I wonder at times 
if we would do well to bring God into the place sooner. That we go about our business and we go about our day and we do as much as we can to the best of our ability and our greatest strengths, but really in our weakness and failings. And God uses and he blesses, but he just says, guys, let me onto the field. Can you just give me a minute? Can you surrender this to me? Will you let me show you what I am doing? Will you let me show you what I can do in this? Can you just give me a minute? Can we lay down our weapons? Can we lay down our best laid plans, all of our abilities and skills and the gifts that God gives us? But can we ultimately accept that it's him that has to work through us, that it's his strength that we need, that it's his uh, spirit alive and at work in us that we need above all things? Can we just give God a minute? Can we admit our need? I wonder if we dare to, because I wonder if sometimes for me, we stop and we pause and we're just hit by our inadequacy, our inabilities and our fallen, how falling short we are of what is ahead of us or what God has for us. And Lord, I can't do this, but you can. God says, can you just give me a minute? After God's great act of creation in Genesis, he says, it's finished and he could rest. In Jesus' great act of redemption on the cross, as he hung there and breathed his last, he said, it is finished so that we can rest so that we don't have to strive, so that we don't have to perform, so that we don't have to make everything count, so that we don't have to, to succeed, so it doesn't all depend on us because Jesus has done what none of us can do for ourselves. It is finished. And we can rest in him. It means we can lay down our strivings, we can lay down our burdens. We can lay down our best understanding of what is going on in the world today, in our homes, in our families, and we can bring them before the one who knows us intimately, personally, and who can do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. So God, would say to us, can you just give me a minute now? What can God do in a minute? What can God do in that time? Can I put down my pen? Can I put down my phone? Can I close my laptop? Can I pause before that next meeting? Can God do something else, something other, something more, if I would just give this time to him? If I just Give him a minute. In 2 Peter, we read, with the Lord, a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years are like a day. I think God can do a lot in a minute. I think God can do a lot with whatever we have to give him. So will you give it to him? Will you allow him to work in whatever small thing we have to give to him? small or great, our weakness, our strength. God says, 
can you just give me a minute? And what happens when we do? We're reminded through the words of the prophet Isaiah, those who hope in the Lord, they will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They'll run and not grow weary and they will walk and not be faint. Let's give God the time that he deserves. Can we give him a minute?